missing this. I remember Ollie text me Solskjaer. One or two people would get hold of my number, unfortunately, and he would text me. <laughs> then get this, the all-new OTB Sports app. Off the Ball, Ireland's premier sports channel, now has a new home, featuring the biggest names in Irish and world sports. Podcasts, interviews, news, commentary, analysis, plus almost 20 years of sporting archives. All free and ready when you are, at home or on the go. The new OTB Sports app. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. Now you're welcome back. So sport is coming back in various guises and that includes boxing. The plan on Sky Sports is to have effectively a month-long festival of sorts in literally Eddie Hearn's back garden. That is what they're planning to do. Week one kicks off this Friday and it's staged at uh, Matchroom HQ in Essex, i.e. Eddie Hearn's back garden. There's Irish interest throughout. On the very final weekend, which will be the 22nd of August, Katie Taylor will fight Delphine Pursoon. And on week three, which is the 14th of August, Eric Donovan is going to be in action. He's going to take on the highly touted Commonwealth champion, that's Zelfa Barrett, in week three, August 14th. So, what, just over two weeks away and we'll be into fight week. And I'm very happy to say Eric's on the line. Eric, how are you doing? Great to have you with us. Good evening, Joe. Delighted to be with you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and, and delighted to have this fight suddenly on the horizon. This is, what, 15, 16 days away. It's live on Sky Sports. There's going to be a lot of attention, I suspect, when you've been in here at various points talking about the kind of opportunity you were hoping for. This is the kind of thing you had in mind. Absolutely. Um, you know, never saw this coming, but it's the kind of thing that you hope for in the back of your mind. You know, when you're going out and you're doing your your morning runs and you're doing your hard grafting throughout the lockdown with no particular kind of end goal or target in sight. You're just trying to just keep the engine running and hope that something, you know, will look upon your career favorably. And then, you know, I changed managers just in the last couple of months. And um, Mark Dunlop, I have to say, his reputation precedes him. You know, he rang me up during lockdown. He said, just Eric, just keep training, man. And, there's a, there's a flight ban on international opponents still, so there's a very good chance that all these BT Sport and Sky Sports cards are going to need English and Irish fighters. Mm. And you're a candidate for, for many shows and many opponents, so just keep ready and keep waiting and keep in shape. And then he came back to me a couple of weeks later and mentioned a load of different names to me, and I was just like, yes, 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 any of them, <laughs> any of them. And then so Zelfa Barrett's name popped up, and I was like, 100%. Let's get it on, and uh, thankfully now I have this I have this um, opportunity, which is it's amazing. Yes, I'm sure. So, how's training been going? Oh, it's been brilliant. It really has been brilliant. And I know it's an old cliche. People say, "Oh, I'm in the best shape of my life," and everything. But I am actually in the best shape of my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in every way. I don't think Eric Donovan has ever been this good, even when I was at my peak as an amateur, because you know I had a lot of issues personal issues throughout my amateur career as well but like right now i'm in a marvelous place and i've been training all the way through lockdown like as I, as i said before in with the hope that something will happen you know what i mean that you know to to try and get a start or get a get an advantage on people you know that that when my opportunity comes i'm ready to answer the door so that's the way it's been for me um it's kind of like you know if you know if an opportunity comes your way the best thing that you can hope for is that you're ready. You're fully ready and you're prepared. And that's exactly what I am. 
And had you been able to work with Kenny Egan of late and be in touch with him and actually work on your boxing yeah. skills and sharpen up that way as well as yeah. the fitness side of things? Yeah, we've been working. We've done a hard eight-week training camp. And most 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 fighters, when they start their eight-week or ten-week training camp, depending on the level of fight they have, they would probably start at 20 or 30% because they're probably coming off, you know, maybe a, a rest or maybe just letting the body rest. And they're probably just doing a small little bit, keeping the body ticking over, but nothing major. But I've been having a good level of fitness up. I've been starting this camp at about 70%. Mm. The only thing I hasn't, I hadn't been doing was sparring. So we once we got the all clear and we got the, the official announcement of the fight, we started honing in on our craft and uh, started arranging sparring. And I'm up to 98 rounds of sparring and I have two spars left, which will bring us to 110 rounds of sparring before the fight. So I've never had that never had that level of preparation before and it's funny that you get that level of preparation in the middle of a pandemic yeah. <laughs> but um was but that, you know was what that, was, that, was that difficult to sort out it was a little bit it was yeah but like because there's a lot of amateur clubs that are not opened until next week you know but you know i had to mix with a lot of professionals and um and we just had to arrange our schedules and get, you know, try and work together and uh, and try and get some rounds in. And that was it. And, yeah, you know, we we're up to, like I said, 98 yeah. rounds now. And but but outside of that as well, I've been doing a lot of strength and conditioning, a lot of running track sessions as well. Um, I've in, I've incorporated swimming into my training camp this time. And, you know, I've, I've really been enjoying that. You know, it's a bit easier on the body, but mm. the heart rate is up, high tempo. It's a huge cardio session, but I really enjoy it as well. I've been swimming probably 1.6, 1.8 kilometers a week. You know, I might just do one session, like could be like eight by 200 meters or something. Mm. But no, been really, really good. Um, ticking all the boxes, Joe. And I mean, that's all you can do at this level. So I know when I stand in the corner, or I make that walk, you know, that walk can be a very lonely walk or it can be a, it can be a very uh, a pleasurable walk, a pleasant walk. It mm. depends on what kind of preparation you put into your training camp and what kind of form you're in. But I know walking to that ring, I know that I've left no stone unturned and yeah. I'm going to just perform my absolute heart out and hopefully get do enough to get the win. Yes, no, I can imagine. And have you been able to get the quality of sparring opponent that you want for this level? Yes, I have actually. Yeah, I've been. Uh, Victor Rabi is a is a is is a professional boxer from Ireland. Here he's undefeated after. I think he's I think he's eight or ten and oh. He's a Celtic champion as well, so he's up a higher, much high, higher division. So I've been working with him, doing a good few rounds with him, and he's quite similar to Zelfa Barrett's style, mm. but he would be a lot heavier than Zelfa Barrett as well. So we got that advantage of working with him but i've been working with some amateurs as well um who are very 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 classy amateurs like you know so sometimes when you get in with professional boxers they might not work you um to the level that you want to work then you can get in against amateurs and they always work at a speedy speedy uh pace and um they're competitive so there's been no kind of um how would you say, kind of a lackluster rounds. Everything I've done, the 98 rounds that I've had were extremely high tempo, high intensity, and um, just loads of learning in it. And mm. I feel that that's the groundwork you need for a fight of this magnitude. And you're moving up a few pounds as well in weight. Is that any great disadvantage to you? <coughs> Excuse me. 
I'm actually moving up to four pounds, but I'm actually, it's not a big shift, you know. Um, I'm the featherweight champion of Ireland, which is nine stone, but this fight was put to me at nine stone, four pound. Mm. Most boxers would come down a stone anyways to their weight category. During the training camp, they would come down about a stone or maybe 14, 16 pounds, unless you're really completely uh, ill-disciplined you'd be coming down 20 pounds or whatever you know it depends on what kind of a lifestyle you live but so yes it is it it is a bit heavier than the than the the weight category that i've been campaigning at but it's not much of a difference really it's not much but would i like but can i go back down to featherweight absolutely if a big fight comes up for me at featherweight i'll take that either so nine stone or nine stone four which is Featherweight and super featherweight. I'll take any big fights or any opportunities that come in between those two weights. Okay. So you're fighting Zelfa Barrett. He's 26, 27 years of age. Actually, happy birthday to you, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> 35. It's, I mean, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> um, so Barrett, no, Barrett's been talked about by Eddie Hearn, certainly, as someone who can capture the imagination in Manchester and become almost, you know, the... City star boxer over the next couple of years. He's the Commonwealth champion at the moment. You know, you're going in here as the B side of this fight. You know, they want to establish Barrett. It's on Sky Sports. Let's really, you know, get get this guy some exposure and get the, the, the Manchester public in particular behind this guy. And you're going over to give him a platform. I saw, for instance, Tony Bellew making the point. Be careful here who you're picking because you're going over there and he was making the point that you are such a dangerous opponent and in the UK you don't have this huge profile yet so they're not getting massive profile from you and Bellew is making the point you're picking a really dangerous fighter you know I've seen Eric at amateur level I've seen him uh, you know this Zelfa and his people ain't going to love you for this but that that's yeah. your mission almost to go over there over to Eddie Hearn's back garden literally and upset this whole thing yeah, I'm under no illusion that I'm the B-side, that they're bringing me over to lose, basically. You know, Eddie Hearn is a businessman. He's a very uh, very astute businessman, very, very clever, very great, great boxing promoter. I think he's done uh, amazing things for the sport of boxing. Uh, you look at Manchester, where Zelfa Barrett's from. It's a it's a huge boxing nation, you know, or sorry, a huge boxing city. Yeah. Um, it's had some, some unbelievable boxers down through the years. Ricky Hatton, uh, Scott Quigg. Um, Corolla, Anthony Corolla, yeah. all these guys have just hung up their gloves now. So Eddie Hearn has invested in in Zelfa Barrett. He's looking at the next uh, Zelfa Barrett being the next big ticket seller in Manchester, and so this is his first fight for the Matchroom card for the under the Matchroom umbrella. Mm. Uh, I think he likes to put on a show. He's a bit of a showstopper. He has a lot of knockouts to his name. Um, he's a classy fighter. I like him. I think he's good. I'm a fan. Mm. Um, and I would have enjoyed watching him. And I think I don't think if you if you don't enjoy watching him, then you can't call yourself a boxing fan. Um, but when this fight was put to me, I just said yes straight away, one hundred percent. I've been on your show so many times talking about, you know, boxing's you know <sighs> where do I go you know yeah. was it even worth coming out of retirement you know I'm at a crossroads it's a hard sell in Ireland at the moment I, I boxed live on, on TG Catter sold about 400 tickets personally there was huge viewers I got great feedback and I was thinking okay this is great my, my career is going to take off now and 
maybe I might get a chance to kind of relive some of the or experience some of the the the, the famous nights that Bernard Dunn and that have you know have have experienced in during their careers, and maybe maybe post European title fights or whatever. Mm. But you know what? I never fought in Ireland again since that. I never had a, another fight in Ireland since that. I boxed in in York Hall in London. I boxed in Glasgow and I boxed up in Belfast. And I've just come to the realization that like you know. It's probably not going to happen for me in Ireland now, but if anything comes up, you know I have to jump on it. And then this came up, and I'm and I'm preparing for it, and I'm ready for it, and I'm under no illusion it's going to be a serious test. Mm. Zelfa Barrett is a top class fighter. He's a real contender, but he's never boxed anybody like Eric Donovan. Never. He's mm. never been in the ring. He looks good against some of his opponents. His, his recent opponents who had very good records and he looked class against them. But I just thought that their boxing ability, their footwork, they were standing in front of them like big heavy punch bags. Anyone can look good when you stand in front of a fighter. I'm going to be his worst nightmare in the ring mm. because I am preparing for this and I know that this is my redemption story. And I believe that on the 14th of August, it's going to be me meeting destiny and... I cannot wait for it. He's going to have to produce something extremely ungodly, special if he's going to get it. You know, if he's going to get the win on me, I'm telling you that now. And Eric, do you like to sit down with Kenny or on your own and watch a lot of footage of an opponent like Barrett and work him out? Have you spent time doing that? Yeah, but not too much, Joe. I wouldn't watch too much because, like I say, you can you can overemphasize stuff and you can make it make him out to be better than he actually is. You know, I always look at a. I always. I have a look at a fighter, I look at their their boxing IQ, their footwork, how are they under pressure, what kind of opponents that they're up against. I look at a couple of fundamentals, very, very important things. His footwork is good, his boxing IQ is good, he knows how to handle himself, his defense is, is, is good as well. So he's a hard code, he's going to be a hard code to crack. But then I look at the opposition, and the opposition haven't really been great. Mm. And then he has one blemish on his record, one defeat. And it's against a guy called Ronnie Clark, who is a southpaw. I'm a southpaw. And I watched how Ronnie Clark beat him. Ronnie Clark was not a world-class amateur or anything. He, came, he switched over from kickboxing to professional. Mm. So I know that you can't kind of just take too much from one fight. But I've seen enough of Zalfa to know where there's areas that I can exploit. But again... This is extremely, this is a high level fight. Mm. So even in my past fights, if I had the ability to, or let's say, for example, if I didn't perform to my full potential and just put in a, a 70, 80% performance, there's probably still a good chance I would have won my fights. But if I don't put in a top level, high level performance against Alpha Barrett, then he will get my scalp, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. There is no room for error here. This is a big fight. And the winner of this fight is going to, you know, doors are going to open for them. Mm. You know, and I know time is probably more on his side than it is on mine. And I just would love to get the, the win on the 14th. And I think, you know, God knows where that could put me. Yeah, and look, you're still a young, fit 35, you know. It's not like you're an old 35 by any means. He was talking about you. 
and I don't want to actually misrepresent him because he said a lot of really good things about you. I know Eric. Yeah. He said, I know Eric's a really good fighter. He has a great, great amateur pedigree. He's beat all the people he should be beating in his professional career. I know he's got good backing. He's versatile. I know he can come out different ways when he fights. Credit to the guy. I respect him. I respect him as a person. I respect him as a fighter. On paper, this guy is a good fighter, undefeated, etc. So he said lots of nice things about you. He had one interesting comment, though. He said, Eric's 35, time is not in his hands. He's going to have to come out and make a statement, all guns blazing in this fight. He's got to. That's what we're expecting. I don't know if you'd seen that. So that's what he's anticipating. Um, he feels there's almost a pressure on you to make a statement and he's going to almost let you make your mistakes for him. No, I don't think there's any pressure on me at all because, like, you know, hold on, only four years ago there I was retired from boxing, you know. He's yeah. after signing a big, I was, you know, um, he's after signing a big contract with Matchroom and he's their new new kid on the block. They've heavily invested in him. They've invested a lot of money in him, I believe, you know. And he's, a, like, I talk about him being a bit of a showstopper, a bit of a banger, you know, and most of his fights, his 21 or 22 fights, have been in packed packed arenas. Mm. And he's not going to have that. You know, he seems to feed off the off the crowd. And he's been in the home home corner all his career. Mm. I've been on the I've been on the road. I've I've went on the road. I've went on uh, on my travels, not only with Ireland and across, you know, with the Irish boxing team traveling all the time, um, but as a professional, I've been on the road as well. Mm. And uh, so I'm used to it. I'm used to it, and I just don't know. I think the empty arena is going to have an, a bigger negative impact on him more so than me, yeah. because I think he feeds off that, um, and he's probably now. I have to say this: he has been very respectful, and he's a he's a nice guy, and I I I'm very fond of him as well. And there's no trash talk here, mm. but he knows that this is a big big fight, and I know it's a big fight. But I'm not going to fall into the traps and uh, into his trap. And from round one, he thinks I'm going to come out swinging the kitchen sink at him. Not a hope, mm. not a chance. Mm. You know, I'm a boxer and this fight is over 10 rounds. And I'm going to do what I do very, very well. And I have done very, very well. Is use my boxing intelligence. Use my boxing IQ. This round, this fight is not going to be won over in three minutes. This is a half an hour of boxing, 10 three-minute rounds. And I've prepared for 10 three-minute rounds. And if anything else, if it's a, an earlier night than that and I, I get a stoppage or a knockout, that's great. I'd be absolutely thrilled. But I've prepared to beat this guy over 10 rounds. And I know how to beat him. And all i got to do is stick to my game plan. And at the end, leave, leave, it, up to the, leave it up to the judges. Yeah. But I think I, over 10 rounds, I should do enough to beat him. Well, it struck me that that's what you would say and I would feel the pressure is more on him to make a statement. All you have to do is go over there and win, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you go about it. Whereas he probably wants to make a bit of a statement and capture the imagination and look, maybe you try and project onto others what's actually going on in your own head. And speaking of your own head, I am eternally amazed, you know, the likes of you or Andy Lee, you meet either of you outside the ring and I, I can't even imagine either of you throwing a punch, let alone trying to viciously hurt someone in a ring, you know? So yeah. ahead of the 14th of August, where do you go to in your head in those two, three days before the fight? When do you start in a very real way trying to get into the headspace? Is it five minutes before, a day before? Is it, is it that week? Will you start 
removing yourself from, I don't know, civilian well, life? Already I'm starting to kind of make my um, social life very, very smaller. Uh, I'm leaving a lot of WhatsApp groups and stuff like that that are just probably at the moment just a, a small distraction that I, that I don't need. I have probably a handful of people that I stay in contact with now over this duration of time. My manager, my coach, my fiance, my family, couple of close friends. And then I take the odd media appointment and that. And then I just do, a, it's a quite, a, <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier, me and Laura, like it's quite a, we live a, <laughs> over the last few weeks, it's been quite boring. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, we're preparing for something extraordinary, you know, it's a, and I'm very lucky to, I must say, like Laura has been an absolute blessing. Like, you know, she's, um, she's a teacher. So lucky enough, she's, she's on her holidays and, mm. uh, but she's been able to kind of help me out, you know, with all of the, you know, cooking and, 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 and washing and everything. And made my, made my training camp, uh, the most enjoyable and the most stress-free for me. And then my coach as well, Ken, has been driving up to me for work instead of me going to him. And, nice. you know, people are just really, really accommodating me to the, you know, to try and make sure that I am at my absolute best on the 14th. And I'm starting to notice that. I really am noticing that in my energy, in, you know, how I feel, the vibe I have. And, you know, things are just really, really good. Mm. I remember years ago, many opportunities I had. I talked about, you know, good enough to go to the Olympics, but didn't deserve it. My own mistakes. I have to live with that, you know. But there's times in my life where I had opportunities and I just didn't take them because I was dealing with stuff that was just too hard to deal with at the time. And I had no support and no help. And I didn't I didn't even know how to, how to ask for help or how to get help. I'm talking about, you know, very personal mental health issues and sure. etc but today and this with this opportunity i'm free i am ready and i'm just so excited like a young kid again getting a chance to roll that just to kind of roll that dice again you know and yeah. um and it's great i'm that just looking forward great place i know so be. many people are yeah. excited for this fight. yeah it's a great place to be and look you, you've been in here i remember one night you were in here with andy and you talked about those struggles at length so i think everybody's delighted that you're getting a shot like this now and Sky Sports on the 14th of August is, is when it's all, all going to kick off. There is a brilliant question in here from Colm, which I want to put to you to finish on. Uh, I'm curious about the fact there won't be a crowd. Will Eric be able to hear the opposition corner's instructions during the rounds? <laughs> Has he ever been able to hear what an opponent's corner is saying and take advantage of that? I think it's a, it's a brilliant point. In the UFC recently, a couple of fighters heard the commentators saying what they were doing wrong in the fight and were able to use that information. Uh, I don't know how that struck you in advance of this fight against Barrett. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of the BT shows as well. There were studio shows and I think I think the audio and kind of the speech and instructions in a studio setting might be a little bit more amplified um, than Eddie, Hearn, Eddie Hearn's backyard, which is going to be outside. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to have the same. I think... I think it probably you will hear things anyway. You will hear things, and in a sparring session, that's what I call this. This is like a sparring session. Most of my sparring sessions only have a handful of people there. You will hear your sparring partner's coach give instructions, and you'll hear your own coach give instructions, and you know. So sometimes I probably will hear that, you know. But at the same time, 
it's very hard to judge what a fighter is going to do just because his coach tells him to do something doesn't yeah. mean he's going to do it. I know, for example, if my coach said, hey, Eric, do this, you're not going to do it in the next 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. you, might do it, you might do it in the next round yeah. or whatever. Because, because he, if I've heard my coach, he's heard my coach too. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, no, I hear you. Uppercut, dude, it's not really how it works. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe we'll have a we'll you know we'll call a hook an uppercut maybe. Okay, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you can crack the code, crack the code. Um, well, listen. So I mean, best of luck. Where are you get where do you get changed by the way? Is it like Eddie Hearn's jacks? I mean, what's the is it, how's this all going to work out in the night? It's kind of mad. Like we're flying out on on Sunday uh, the ninth, I think, and right. then Monday I'm getting my COVID test. And Tuesday is the media workout, Wednesday is the press conference, Thursday is the weigh-in, and Friday is the fight. So it's all pretty quick, but we can't leave our hotels. We were in our hotels, and we, we have to stay there uh, for the whole duration. And um, so it's pretty, uh, it's pretty uh, regimental, like, you know, and very serious stuff. Yeah. Um, like, even at the moment, I'm trying to avoid everybody for, for the, you know, the whole COVID reasons and stuff like that as well, you know, so... Um, just trying to make sure that you know nothing gets in the way of me and this opportunity. Well, listen, man. I suspect I may not be talking to you in advance of the fight. I I couldn't hope more that a certain result goes a certain way. I can't think of anything else this year I'd love to see happen. It's, it's right up there. So go well. I hope it all goes to plan. Give him hell. Best of luck. Thanks, Joe. All right. See you later, Eric Donovan. There, 14th of August, Sky Sports. Take a break. Missing this? I remember Ollie texted me Solskjaer. One or two people would get hold of my number, unfortunately, and he would text me. <laughs> then get this, the all-new OTB Sports app. Off the Ball, Ireland's premier sports channel, now has a new home, featuring the biggest names in Irish and world sports. Podcasts, interviews, news, commentary, analysis, plus almost 20 years of sporting archives. All free and ready when you are, at home or on the go. The new OTB Sports app. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play.